0: Welcome to Tech Radio in association with Fidelity Investments. We are the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you news in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Remember you can hear Tech Radio on air with RTE Friday evenings or anytime you like using your favourite Apple, Google or Spotify podcasting apps. And if you're on Apple do give us a five star rating. We also keep you up to date daily with all things tech with hourly updates and daily newsletters which you can grab with our compliments at techcentral.ie. My name is is Dusty Rhodes and I'm joined as always by our Editor-in-Chief Niall Kitson uh, taking a look at the news first this week. Uh, Niall, I think the first story out of the bag is right up your alley because you're a gamer and Sony have started talking about a PlayStation 5.
1: Uh, more than started talking about I mean, we got we got our first glimpse of it earlier this week uh, and a very attractive machine it is too. It's, uh, it's all white with a, a nice little sort of um, uh, blue kind of purpley tinge to it. Um, I guess. Let's not let's not spill hairs on this. Um, But what is interesting um, is that it has an optical drive, but it will also come in what they call a digital version, which will not. So it'll have a hard drive version
0: and a not hard drive version. So I'm I'm taking the, the hard drive version is for
1: people who like to have the game there in the room with them. And the non hard drive one is for people who are streaming games. People are streaming games. Yeah, the the Netflix model is returning to, uh, to games because you remember years ago, uh, we were very enthusiastic about a service called OnLive, which um, basically said, okay, you pay us a subscription every month, you pay whatever game you like. Uh, and for various reasons, um, it just, it failed. The technology wasn't there. Uh, the broadband wasn't there to sustain image quality. Um, there was a few business things. There was a, a failed acquisition by HTC as well. Uh, and eventually the company just closed. But the idea is still was still there in the ether because it was a very good one. So now we are finally in an era where we've got Google's, Google Stadia, which promises to be a sort of a, a, a cross between Apple Game Center and, uh, and Netflix. Mm. And now we're finally getting, uh, it looks like anyway, a full on 4K streaming gaming service. Now, where do you sit on
0: this uh, online gaming thing? Because I'm kind of a little bit old-fashioned. I like having the stuff there and running off the hard drive because, I mean, the internet is fantastic and it works 98% of the time, but the 2% of the time
1: it doesn't work is always the most crucial, isn't it? And that's it, yeah. That, that's going to be a serious problem because if you look at the requirements for Netflix streaming at 4k at the moment i think they recommend you have like a 14 a solid 14 meg connection compared with i think three megs is what they recommend for sd uh, or even hd so the difference in quality between your broadband connection is absolutely immeasurable so if you can imagine a lot of people out there having to do their sums as to whether they have the uh the right back end to actually handle the digital only version of this console and Probably not an awful lot of people fall into that bracket. If you're living a a nice urban area or an area that's serviced by uh, fibre to the home um, uh, broadband, that's that's quite nice. Uh, however, the rest of us will certainly have issues with this with this kind of console. Um, there is some good news to be had. Uh, the PlayStation Five games will be backwards compatible with PlayStation Four, which is a, a big win. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, you know, the fact that it comes in digital and uh, hard drive versions actually means there is a bit of a cost differential as well. Now, earlier this week, uh, a price accidentally leaked onto Amazon's French store um, with the release date of the 20th of November, which is kind of what we'd expect anyway, but also pricing for the digital and hard drive versions. So if you want the hard drive version, it'll cost you €499.00. For a digital only one, it'll be €399. That Now, those could be placeholder prices. Those could be the real thing. Uh, either way, I think that's reasonable enough for, uh, for a next generation console.
0: Uh, an extra hundred quid because it's got a hard drive in it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because okay. it's well, an optical drive. And yeah. you think
0: that's reasonable, you see. I'd be arguing with the salesman.
1: Would you? Would you be looking <laughs> to look, haggle? Yeah.
0: As I I would be saying, okay, well, I'll take the three ninety nine one, and I'll go over there, and I'll get a half gig or a half terabyte hard drive myself
1: for like fifty quid. Yeah, well, I'm talking SSD. about an optical drive, though an optical drive. Gotcha, gotcha. There you go. I know. There
0: and how go. much are optical drives?
1: Uh, do you know what about, about 40 thirty euro? Uh,
0: yeah, or less. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> even less than hard drives. You thought you got me for a second, but you didn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I paid, um, I paid forty euro for an optical drive, and even then, it was sort of a huh. You're, and you're and you, know, a. You,
0: you can pick them up so easy these days, and just plug them in with a, a USB or, or whatever happens to be. Listen, you mentioned uh, Amazon, and they are kind of in the news this week, and uh, also to kind of to do with Apple as well. Um, I know about the Amazon end of things. You know about the A- Apple uh, side of things. It's all to do with antitrust trouble with the EU.
1: It is. And this comes back again to Apple's favorite walled garden. If you want to get something, you'll do it the Apple way. And the Apple way just works because everything is built for Apple. So if you buy an iPhone, well, guess what? Your Apple Pay is going to work staggeringly well with it. Your App Store is already integrated. Your credit card details are already in there, similar with Apple Music. You shouldn't, you don't have to pay. Or rather, you don't have to think for any additional services that come with your iPhone because they're all Apple and they're all built in and it's all wonderful, um, which means that, guess what? That's not very good from a competitor perspective. If you want to compete with Apple uh, on their iPhone, uh, you're going to have a very tough time of it uh, because you've, you're probably working with an app that isn't designed specifically for that platform uh, and is going to require sort of constant maintenance to keep up with changes in iOS. So as opposed to having things occur in tandem, you're, you're always just a little bit behind the curve. So uh, the EU has said, you know what, this really isn't on. Uh, if you've got services like Apple Pay, if you've got services like Apple Music, if you've got the App Store, you know, you don't necessarily need to be outside any Apple product. It's completely anti-competitive. Uh, and this is something that they're having a look at at the moment, including uh, Apple Pay really is getting their, uh, getting their attention at the moment because of the way that it is so locked into the iPhone. Um, and I guess you, I don't see why you couldn't level the same criticism at something like Google Pay. Um, I'm sure they'll will see it at some stage in the future. But uh, yep. Yeah. so will this be a case of Apple having to hand over another few billion to the EU? and uh, maybe sitting on it for a while because you can be fairly sure the EU will not be as forgiving as our own mm. government has been when it comes to collecting debts uh, and just to give you a, a scale of what's what's actually going out there in the app store uh, for the EU only app store users spend 3.4 billion in 2019 alone mm-hmm. that is a lot of money uh, mm-hmm. you know Four point eight billion, uh, including the UK. So you know we're we're thinking Brexit that's, already.
0: So that's five billion UK and Europe, and then you've got the rest of the world on top of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Apple's standard commission
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> is thirty percent. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm used to I'm used to commissions of anywhere from maybe five percent way up to 15%. Mm. <laughs> of course, Apple being Apple, it's 30%. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're taking, so that's 5 billion, they're taking 30% of 5 billion mm-hmm. as a commission. Yep. Unbelievable. isn't yeah. it? And it is a bit strange, I know, because Spotify have had this uh, uh, argument and they say, so Apple Music run their own service and of course, I'm sure Apple aren't paying themselves 30% commission, not that it would make any difference, but Spotify have to have to pay a 30% commission to be on Apple. Mhm.
1: Yeah. Isn't that fascinating?
0: It is fascinating the way it goes. And I'm kind of wondering, I think where Apple kind of gets into trouble is that they allow other people onto their platform. And almost kind of, I think a solution to this problem would be to make the Apple walled garden literally the Apple walled garden in that you get an Apple phone and you can only use Apple products on it. Nothing
1: else. Well that that would be Apple's sort of dream arrangement. However, when you look into say one one of the issues the EU has is if you look at say terminals at your um at your checkout at the moment right they will accept payments through you know your credit card your debit card um if you're lucky apple pay and android pay so when you get into the situation where apple goes actually do you know what if you want your machines to work with our machines you're gonna have to do this and then it
0: gets into all kinds all right
1: yeah yeah you you know what
0: We're we're just chatting and I don't need that kind of head grief right now. (laughs) 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 I'll think about that later. But on a similar vein, uh, Amazon are also in trouble with the EU. Uh, because what the EU is saying to Amazon is that they are using uh, all the statistics, because Amazon is a sales platform and a fantastic mm-hmm. sales platform it is, right? Uh, and it's saying what Amazon is doing is that it's using all the statistics that it has on its platform about who the sellers are and how much it costs to deliver products and, and what the price is on the products and what the market up is on that product and all this insider information that they only get from the back end. They're using that then to push out Amazon products,
1: Right, yeah, all their at all their, their basic own advantage, yeah. exactly, mm.
0: and that's kind of like whoa. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, I, 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 and I, I still say that I'm way behind the EU, and I absolutely love what they do in that they are keeping an eye on these people because you know it's Amazon and Apple and Google. They're just massive organizations who could take them on.
1: Well, that's it, and they come from. Uh, uh, an environment in the states where you know it is innovate first innovate fast and don't worry too much about regulation as as we've seen with yep. the social media companies you know they will say well we need regulation perhaps it's better the industry looks after itself because we're the most qualified to do it uh, and of course you know you really want to see the ban hammer come down on companies that can really afford to contribute a little bit more to the tax base i mean this is what has happened with the uh, the end of the um uh was it the double irish you know yes uh, where um companies were subverting their own tax regimes just uh you know companies that can well afford to pay their way were using legal but creative accounting to uh you know to circumvent that well, I think you're into a whole
0: other area there of pain, and actually, it's not uh, unique to Amazon. I would say that if any company is worth half its salt, it's doing everything it can to avoid paying tax. It's the whole point having company in the first place, not.
1: <laughs>
0: I know not everybody would agree with me. But anyway, listen, last story this week is another world brand name, uh, eBay. And several former executives, and I say former executives, have been
1: charged with cyber stalking. Now, this is quite an incredible story. laying on me. Yeah. So from, from the file of Marked, what is wrong with people? Six former executives of eBay have been done for cyber stalking and potential witness tampering um, over a a campaign that lasted over months, waged against a couple who happened to publish, who had the temerity to publish a negative story about eBay in a small newsletter about e-commerce. So what happened was that uh, husband and wife team were subjected to uh, months of a, a concerted campaign designed to absolutely put the fear of God into them, which hmm. involved numerous weird packages being sent to them including uh, packets of uh, a package of cockroaches, uh, a bloody pigs mask. Um, there was also pornographic magazines sent to this couple's neighbors in the name of the, the husband. And there is also lots of fake social media accounts set up to send threatening messages to the couple. Um so this is just completely, absolutely weird stuff. And do you want the names and job titles of the of the people involved? These people who have been g- g- give the names don't mean anything, but give me the job titles. Okay. We have eBay's former senior director of safety and security, <laughs> eBay's director of global resiliency um the former manager of global intelligence the former senior manager of special operations for ebay's global security team oh my and god former manager of global intelligence center and a contractor who worked as an intelligence analyst in the global intelligence center i think intelligence is really the word that stands out here mm. really isn't it or or, or maybe doesn't so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So these are very serious charges, and I, I think, you know, we we just have to take out the popcorn and and look at what happens here. Like, what sort of company allows this kind of culture to uh, to fester uh, and develop to an extent where I, this is considered acceptable? I don't think
0: any company uh, would allow that uh, to happen. Um, I, do you know what's even more interesting is in around the same time that uh, these executives were fired uh the ceo resigned yeah now he didn't say that it was anything connected to this case or anything to do with this case he just went no i'm handing you my resignation
1: yeah Yeah, well that's because you know the details of this are only coming out now
0: well that's that's what i'm wondering is this something to do with it or is it something that's not to do with it Uh, you've seen i'm a kind of a believer in that if you're a ceo of a company all right you the book stops with you. And mm. if something of this level happens, regardless of whether you knew better or not, really it's your head on the block. Yeah, I think so. And you see that all the time, like, you know, kind of, this is completely unacceptable from our company. Um, I was I was the captain of the ship at the time and I therefore resign. And people go, oh, but you had nothing to do with it. Doesn't matter. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Taking the responsibility. The captain goes down with the ship, as it were, like, you know, so, uh, wow, well, that's uh that That's pretty crazy <laughs>
1: stuff, isn't it?
0: It's very crazy. So, and I, I think once I had somebody who really annoyed me and I sent them a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really, really silly now. <laughs> All right. So that is it, the uh, news for this week. No, thank you. Also, I want to take a cha- minute to say thank you to our sponsor, Fidelity Investments. Times are uncertain, but your job doesn't have to be. Fidelity Investments are hiring for tech roles in Ireland. You can apply now at fidelityinvestments.ie to virtually join a global leader in fintech innovation from the safety of your home. Their website, fidelityinvestments.ie. This is Tech Central, your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. Tech Central. This week for a little bit of fun, uh, Niall and myself thought we would come up with a little list of things that older people might remember that younger people these days just don't get it at all. All right. And we've all seen those pictures uh, going around the internet of uh, ca- an audio cassette tape, if you know what one of those looks like, and a pencil going through it. And the caption is, our kids will never know, because yeah. the whole point was that to wind on the tape, you would use the pencil to catch on the cogwheel in the tape and turn it around and that's it not a great explanation on radio, but there you go. Well we do have a couple of things anyway, problems that nobody relates to anymore, and in many ways, thankfully. So what's first on your
1: list now? OK, first on my list. And, you know, granted, these are kind of first world problems, but they'll make you feel a bit nostalgic for, you know, when things were the way they should have been when we were growing mm. up in, what, the 70s, 80s and, and 90s. Um, so here's, here's the first one on my list. Kids running into the kitchen or bathroom shouting, it's starting. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, and not in relation to a sporting event. That's pre, pre-HD, pre-the
0: pause button, pre-pause live telly. Pre-pause <laughs> you live telly. I, you know, I remember... The, I remember the first time somebody somebody had Sky and uh, I, I never knew this as a feature. And an ad came on and somebody went, they laughed at it. And then the husband kind of went, what's that? And she goes, hang on, I'll show you. And she rewound live TV. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> How can you do, what manner of magic is this? Exactly. Nowadays,
0: no problem, no problem. Here's one I remember. Downloading files. Now, these days, I suppose, if you're downloading a movie or, I mean, we download gigabytes at a time. Uh, Back in the day, you'd be downloading something that might be a megabyte. And I remember Netscape Navigator because I'm going back to the mid-90s now in RTE when I was um, uh, setting up the internet there and we had Netscape. We'd be downloading something and I genuinely saw on a large file because it was trying to estimate the time left to download and would normally say three hours left to download one megabyte or whatever, Mm. right? I remember one day getting estimated time left 39 years and 11 days. <laughs> <laughs> now, needless to say, I clicked cancel or otherwise I'd still be in RTE today waiting for that darn thing to download. <laughs> what else have we got? Uh,
1: yeah. OK, Here, here's another one. Uh, again, this is something that happened an awful lot in the 90s. You would be sitting on your uh, on your computer tapped into the phone line with your 56k modem and uh, your mom would want to make a call to a relative or whatever and she picks up the phone and she gets the lovely sound of data loading and ruining the file you've been trying to get from Napster for the past two to three hours. I'm holding
0: my head in my hands because I remember that happening oh my god The utter utter frustration. And normally that would happen when you'd left it overnight downloading. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Here's one for you. That's not strictly internet related, but car, car stereos. Okay. yeah. And because now, uh, because I'm a a radio guy and I was always into my music, I, I never stuck with the radio that came with the car. Right. And I always kind of upgraded because I want to have something with a bigger bass or more volume or whatever happens to be. So I, I was always putting in a really nice stereo system. But do you know one of the features of all of those stereo systems back in the day? wash, You could take off the faceplate with all the buttons and the volume control and everything, just pop that off, stick it in your pocket uh, when you were leaving the car and then just go. And it would stop anybody
1: nicking the actual radio. I remember this was this was a huge thing in the what, late 80s, early 90s, Blaupunks used to make a huge virtue of this that you could take off the face or the fascia of, the, of your radio and, you know, the, the ultimate security feature, you, you know, whereas now it's all just, it's built into the dash really, isn't it? And that's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Uh, I think it's a good thing for
0: anti-theft and all that kind of stuff, but it's a bad thing because people like me who want to upgrade can't.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or at least you can't, you can't do
0: so easy. Anyway, what else have you got on your list?
1: Okay. So uh, here's another one. And this, this is a pain that uh, I think an awful lot of people will be able to relate to, especially those who grew up in the era of one hour photo, uh, where you were, you would hand in your camera or your camera roll or your disposable camera or whatever you're using to the chemist. And you, you have no idea of quality control. You have no idea what you're getting back. And then you get your camera back and you get your pictures back. And there's great big thumbprints all over the place because you learned that you didn't know how to frame properly. So you got, uh, you got fingers in the way of all your family photos and whatnots. Great two weeks spent in the sun. Now you've got thumbprints all over them.
0: And the other worry is when you clicked a camera when you were drunk and took pictures you
1: shouldn't be taking pictures of. And then you had to set them off to be developed. I, I know people who worked in one-hour photo places who are scarred for life. I can imagine <laughs> card for life.
0: Hey, here, listen. Here. Talk about things that no one relates to anymore. <laughs> will I? Will I give you three really quick ones? Yeah, go
1: on. Books, CDs, DVDs. Uh, that's a row we've we've had far too many times over the years in this show. I I I, I say this in fr- in front of a place that I'm surrounded by books and CDs. Well, I still have
0: kept all of my DVDs. Right, because I, I spent so much over the years and they're all my favourite movies and they're the kind of things that I would like to get every now and again. And I remember one buying the entire James Bond set ooh, and uh, I lent it to a friend of mine who wanted to watch them and he gave them back to me after about six months he says, oh, I left that one in the machine. The, I can't remember which one of the worlds, not enough or something. Uh, he says, I left that one in the machine. Uh, don't worry, I'll get it back to you. And of course, he never did. Mm. All right. Now, the only reason why I'm remembering this incident from like 10 years ago is because this weekend... Uh, just gone I decided I'm going to spend my Saturday afternoon watching a James Bond movie so I looked up on Google the whole list of uh, James Bond movies and I said which one would be my favourite oh I'd like to see that one and guess which one that one was
1: oh really
0: Oh, yes. The one that my friend still had and is darn <laughs> oh, deviant.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Hey,
0: that's life. That's life.
1: What else have you got? OK. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. Text messages. Having to push a button three times on your phone just to get the one letter you want. Sure. I don't the, the like Nokia 3310 got a, a relaunch last year just for, yep. well, one part novelty and, and one part, I'm sure, it found a, a nice niche with sort of senior users, mm. you know, people that didn't want a, didn't want a smartphone. Um, yeah, yeah. And, get, and getting really good at it as well. I knew people yeah. who were just flying. Uh, how their thumbs are still in place, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. Speaking of phones, and I think with mobile phones as
0: well as landlines, and particularly actually maybe mobile phones, yeah, because I remember it was on my mobile phone. I used to say to people, "Call me back after seven when the calls are free." Yeah, do you remember that you'd be on that plan, and it'd be like kind of okay. Well, you're on the evening and the weekend plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> free up the network for the business people during the day.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Have you got one more on the list?
1: Uh, yes. OK. And oh, here's another one that, that you will definitely relate, relate to being someone that was around music an, an awful lot. Getting a CD, right? And mm-hmm. burning songs to a CD, burning 21 songs there or thereabouts, and then putting it into a CD player that can't read it. No disc. I think a lot of valuable lessons were learned when it came to burning music to CDs. A lot. Of, actually, when you think about it, all these things are bringing back so
0: many memories about music and, and MP3s and, and downloading them first initially and uh, the internet. We really have come so far. <laughs> so quickly. And so quickly, yes, when you think about it, like, you know, kind of 20 years. Uh, it's, uh, but then again, I think there was also a huge amount of innovation between, say, the end of the war or during the war, World War 2 I'm talking about, say 1940, look at 1940 and then look at 1960 mm. and all of that, or even 1970, say those 30 years. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, the man going to the moon and thinking of the Concorde aircraft. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of all the things we don't do anymore.
1: <laughs> Areas that we've just lost interest in, but <laughs> maybe, you think maybe. we think we, that we might have lost interest in things like Concorde, but we have gained interest in things like SpaceX. Oh, listen, don't get me started on that or we'll be here for another hour, okay? so There you go. we leave it for that. Listen,
0: that is it for our show for this week. Thank you, Niall. Uh, Just before we go, I'd like to remind you that I know times are uncertain, but your job doesn't have to be. Uh, Fidelity Investments are hiring for tech roles in Ireland. You can apply now at fidelityinvestments.ie to virtually join a global leader in fintech innovation from the safety of your own home. The website is fidelityinvestments.ie. Of course, on our own website, you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters, and more at techcentral.ie. Or you can listen to us each week online or Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Until next week, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, and from Niall Kitson at Tech Central HQ, thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie.